Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to another week (laughs) (laughs) where we get to do our favorite thing, which is shout out our patrons. I'm so honored to get to have you guys as a part of our podcast family. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. We love you. Um, first up, we have our champions for actors rights. We have one new addition to the movement this week. It is Kara Louise. Welcome, Kara. Welcome to the movement. Um, another movement um, that <laughs> these folks might like is the movement of ships on water. Um, <laughs> A uh, spacecraft through the atmosphere. These are our vessel heads, <laughs> mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they've joined. They've joined this movement. They're here to stay. I hope, and I want to shout them out because I love them. And they are Sophie Lohmeyer, mm-hmm. Kim Troxall, Katie Saint Germain, Jen Olson, and Melissa Fickle. And welcome all of you. And I'm sorry that names are like the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. I never realized how many things I don't know how to pronounce. And I am truly sorry. Whatever the pronunciation is for your names, I love you and welcome. And thank you. Um, and our next group of folks to thank joining the movement are our new members of Tony fucking Colette's inner circle. This is the place to be, folks. And our, our, our uh, <laughs> new members here are... Nicholas Ganaldi, Renee, Callie Mobley, and Mike Schoenfeld. Welcome. Welcome. And that's the place you want to be, too, if you want to get in on this bonus episode action, which will be coming at you soon. And because we got our 100 patrons and, and every single one of you is a part of that. And we just are so grateful and so appreciative. And we're going to do our darndest to give you some content that is worth your bucks. And on that note, we're going to do an episode, the thing you're all here for. So here we go. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies and telling these two scaredy cats about them. We love you for it. Yay! Yay! What happened to us this week? <sighs> well, I gotta be honest with you guys right now. I'm actually I'm a little less grumpy than I was when we first got on because I'm, I'm <laughs> hanging out with my favorite people and I'm drinking a martini. So it's, things are looking up. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. my day started today. I mean, truly like the fr- before I even had my coffee, Uh-oh, I was on my way. Before, before I even had my coffee, I was on my way to get a COVID test because I like to get tested regularly. 
And I like I woke up early and was like, I might as well get my COVID test this morning. Like, I'll, I'll just make an appointment. It was easy. And I was like, look at me being so productive and doing such a good job. On my way to my fucking COVID test, I got caught in a speed trap and I got a goddamn speeding <gasps> ticket. No, <sighs> I hate that feeling. It I was just like, here's the thing. I was speeding. Right. Like at a certain point, I have to only be mad at myself. It's like he's not wrong. I was speeding. But sure. It was I was not driving recklessly. I do drive recklessly sometimes. And so I know that I was not <laughs> this time. It was it, and it was like, it, yeah, it was a trap. He was standing there just with his gun waiting for people to come by. It was that stretch of Riverside, like between Los Feliz and Glendale, where it's just like fucking or and Fletcher, where it's just like wide open and it wasn't like I was going a cra- the speed limit on the road is 35, which is insane. Um, and I was going 50, which is like faster than the speed limit. But it's not that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, though, I know that does sound like, you know, a pretty high <laughs> number for 35. <laughs> but uh, trust me, this road is like. No, it, this it's, is. And it's like. It seems like almost a highway. It's built. It, in- exactly. <laughs> and it, it is. Thank you. It seems like a highway. <laughs> There's no one there. Literally a, a completely empty stretch of road. I, like, it's not a pedestrian road. Like, it's not. It's like a. It's like a frontage road. It's, it's like, next to the freeway. It's next to the freeway. Also, so you're, you're, you get confused. <laughs> anyway. And I was just trying to go get my fucking COVID test. And this fucking cop. I mean, I hate cops right now. And always, um, as a, you get it. There's nuance, whatever. Um, I, I can make blanket statements on my own fucking podcast when I'm grumpy. Um, he had his mask below his nose the whole time. No, he did and, like, not. Fuck yes, that guy. Yes, of course he fucking did. Fuck that so guy. So I mm-hmm. took a picture of him and we're just going to see what we can do with this information. I don't know. Um, <laughs> my therapist, I had therapy right after too, and she was like, "Yeah, you should. I'm glad you took a picture. You should fight it." And I was like, "Well, I was speeding, <laughs> but anyway, we'll see what happens." <laughs> Honestly, though, but you know, it's fine. It sucks. It sucks, but it's fine. Um, what's up with you guys? Well, forget about forget about me. Speaking of our biggest injustices, um, I'm gonna trump you. No pun intended. Just a little bit, Emily, because this is our last podcast <gasps> that will come out before the election. Holy and shit. And so I just want to give everyone a quick little reminder to go fucking vote your little butts off if you haven't already. <laughs> um, it's like the coolest, sexiest thing anyone could ever do. It's sexy. Um, but uh, honestly, though, uh, everyone's going to vote. I know all of our listeners will, will vote because they are all responsible, beautiful human beings. Um, but also just remind your friends to vote, remind your family members to vote. And don't forget about, as Sammy always reminds us, those down ballot um, people that you should also be aware of. There are lots of cool. Sammy sent me some great voter guides today. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of resources you can look at if you don't know enough about the propositions or the candidates or the city council. Uh, there are people who are smarter than me who do know. And I get to just learn from them and, and do some reading and figure it out. Mm-hmm, Our mm-hmm. favorites, uh, not to to uh, plug them too much, but the DSA, of course, and then also um, Vote Save America um, is another great resource that you can just head on over to. And they've done really good ballot breakdowns as well. So I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys at the ballot box. See you at the, see you at the ballot box. I'll see you there. Um, <laughs> a thing that I've really like had to get on board with more this this election than ever before is like 
voting isn't a thing that like it's not about like, oh, I'm going to vote when there's someone I'm pumped about. And that's the only way I vote is when I'm fucking excited. Like voting is a part of being a citizen in a democracy and you vote towards your goals and you vote to get closer to the direction you want to go to do the greatest good for the most people. And it rules when you can be pumped about a candidate and we're not always going to be. And, and but it's important to vote, even if you are not like jazzed about everything. Mm-hmm. It is a process and it is a democracy. And I fucking hear that so hard. But we all have to vote because it, it, we're crumbling. Everything's crumbling. <laughs> please, <laughs> please vote. Um, well, my thing is much more insignificant. It's kind of in theme of this week's movie in that it's disgusting. Oh, oh hell no. no. No, I'll pass. <laughs> pass. We just have, we, I don't want to know. We pass. <laughs> uh, no, you have to, t- I ha- you have to listen because I had to experience it. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday, I took a bite of a date uh like a big oh, I, I, don't, I do going. not like where this is I going, this is we, going. <laughs> sammy too often you have things that are actually like from an episode of fear factor like already oh. i know this is like an episode sammy, from where, fear factor. where's it going what's happening what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what was in the it fucking was, date sammy tell us it was, what's in the date what's in the date <laughs> <laughs> it was um black mold with <gasps> a dead maggot <laughs> I spat it out. I don't know if there was a maggot in my mouth. I'm speechless. <laughs> I really, really hope not. Um, Are you feeling okay? Like, that's not good for your body to have those things in I'm them. I'm feeling okay. I, you know, honestly, I didn't have as big of a reaction as I thought I would because it, it didn't oh taste any different than anything. <laughs> wow, you are fucking cool as a cucumber. That is and amazing. And so I just quickly, like brushed my teeth and ate, oh my uh, ate something else black mold what was like black a black and a maggot <laughs> where did you get this date in the from center of the date where would the date come from i don't you I'm, just found I'm... a date <laughs> <laughs> no i was gonna say that i'm reluctant to say it? you can't just eat dates that you find you can't just eat dates um, you find no, I was going to say that I'm reluctant to say because it was Imperfect Foods, which I, I really love. That is imperfect. True to but the name. they do send some food that is a little more imperfect hey, than imperfect. I would like. Honestly, correct. <laughs> I love Imperfect Foods. I really do. But it's, I guess they are sometimes... Perfect 90% of the time. But, you know, occasionally there's going to be... There's going to be some black right. black mold and a maggot in there. <laughs> Occasional <laughs> maggot. <laughs> oh, but worth it for the good that they do. Mm-hmm. They do good. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure and I'm sure they're listening. Hello, Imperfect Foods. And I'm sure if they knew they would really do you right, because I'm sure they don't want they don't want that one bit. Um, but they do a lot of good. I love Imperfect. But I'm going to cut my dates in half. Before eating from here on out, for sure. Also, though, like, you know, fresh food is like sometimes there's bugs in it and stuff like that just happens. Yeah, but not maggots. It comes from the earth. No, I don't love that. But, you know. Um, Well, anyways, a nice little segue into this week's movie, which is also very gross. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, This week's movie, the winner of our nasty torture porn bracket uh, is Saw, came out in 2004. Directed by James Wan, written by James Wan and Lee Wanell, 
starring Carrie Elwes, Lee Winnell, and Danny Glover. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we have a correspondent here um, to tell us about it. Sammy, <laughs> you couldn't be more right. We have a correspondent here. Um, the first ever trademarked TSW correspondent. He just can't get enough of us. He's back again. <laughs> it's Joel Jensen. Woohoo! Hey, everybody. Well, it's Joel. great to be here. Joel. It's great to be here. Um, I will say I don't consider myself a horror respondent any longer. Now I consider myself a horror respondent because this is my fourth time. <laughs> terrible. Two thumbs down. And I also have to say, Sammy, I've had worse dates. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. Boo. Anyway, uh, our guest had to leave. We do not have a guest this week. <laughs> and that's it for Joel. Everyone give a round of applause for Joel. <laughs> oh my god um you guys wait can i just say that first of all joel i'm so excited that you're on to do this movie however i've been thinking about it all week like all week i wake up in the morning and i'm like i'm gonna have to hear about saw it's just coming my way i can't do anything about it and i'm really grateful to have you walk us through it I'm also so nervous. I'm like really scared for this one, you guys. Thank you. Um, I I have to say that I think that you guys see this movie in my ski terms that I've used before as a double black diamond type movie. <laughs> yeah. And I am I I suspected before and now having just rewatched it the other day. Um, I think it's way not as bad as you have been led to believe. Really? And I, I, agree. I come with a a Joel Jensen correspondent promise. And we'll see if Ooh. this lives up. But I think by the time we get to the end of this episode, some of your listeners will want to watch this movie. What? That's oh. what I think. Okay. Listeners, let us know. I want to hear your like before and afters of if you're willing to watch this because I think I'm a hundred percent no, never going to watch it. Yeah, no, you two will not want to watch yeah. it. That much I do know. But I take a big, um, I, I take a strong position on I don't, I don't think that this should movie should be considered torture porn. I I felt exactly the same way while mm -hmm. I was watching it. Um, I it's like it's more like seven. It's like yes. on par with seven to me. Yes. There are gross scenes. It's like a crime thriller. Yes, it's exactly that. It's like a mystery and it it is mm -hmm. about deceptions and lies and like interweaving truths and lies. And I, I think like it is. See, I have a, I have a problem. I, and part of it is that I think torture porn. I've been thinking a lot about this. Mm -hmm. Calling a movie torture porn comes from a moralistic perspective that is meant to basically without saying it say this movie is a bad movie it is mm. gratuitous for the sake of being gratuitous and therefore it is not good just mm. the way that you'd call like it, it it denigrates the storytelling of a movie to call it anything porn right mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. and i think this movie is so well written obviously mm -hmm. very well directed as james wan who is the fucking man and it mm -hmm. is an it is a truly great movie um, that is so much fun to watch and so well put together that I do think it is an immense disservice to think it is anything less than that. 
Uh, and this is why you're the perfect person to be telling <laughs> us about this movie. Um, because from all the marketing, my instinct is so like feel like how can that be true wait but what is a torture porn movie then if this yeah. isn't yeah i would consider like hostile yeah and Hostel's some of the later grosser. saw movies mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna ask uh, ha- sammy and, and joel have either of you seen any of the other saw movies and do they uh match up to the quality of this one i've seen saw two i've i think i've only seen saw two as well and they might like get saw like two. They might get like grosser and grosser as I don't know the the and and how many does James Wan do just the first one I think just the first mm, I, think I just don't know the first but I'm not sure and Lee Lee Winnell is the same guy who did Invisible Man right yeah okay, so okay, cool. Lee Winnell and James Wan I believe went to film school together and That's this right. was their first thing out of film school where they wanted to like yep. hit the ground running and so they they wrote it's this based thing off that, of a short. Right. And it like takes place pretty much all in one room. So super low budget. Damn, I didn't write down the budget numbers, but you got to imagine they're good. (laughs) Good They're so low. (laughs) They're so low. And then it made so much money. Yeah. Yeah. Good return. (laughs) Take my word for it. Uh, Yeah. So they have collaborated many a time on um, Insidious. um, uh I guess that's all I can think of right now. But I feel like they frequently collaborate. There's a couple that Lee Winnell has written that I was like, oh, no shit. And I, then I was like, oh, my God, this dude is like, Lee, if you're listening. And I, he is. I got to tell you, man, <laughs> keep keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it hey, up, Lee. Lee. Hey, Lee, keep it up. <laughs> He's amazing. He's written like really fun, very successful franchise launching horror movies. Um, so he must be sitting very pretty, folks. He's mm-hmm. definitely sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's fucking. Oh, cool. that movie Upgrade. That's one that he did. That's supposed to be way, way good, but I think kind of under the radar for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I never saw it, but I have heard very good things. He's from Melbourne. Logan Melbourne. Lady Winale. Lady Winale from <laughs> Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh God. Lee, if you're listening, Lee. <laughs> that's that was good. good Emily. That was good. Thank you. That wasn't as good. So it's two like it's two powerhouses of like two thousands horror getting their careers off the ground together in this movie. And there's a reason that this movie launched their careers the way it did, which is that it fucking totally rules. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It rules. Hi, everybody. It is cocktail hour and boy, oh boy, are we going to need it. So this week we are drinking a game set match. To make this cocktail, you will need two ounces of bourbon whiskey, half an ounce of sweet vermouth, half an ounce of cyanar, two dashes of Angostura bitters, and a dash of orange bitters. You will stir all those ingredients with ice and strain into a chilled coupe glass and garnish with a lemon slice and a Luxardo maraschino cherry. Cheers. Are there, is there any uh, trivia about it? Saw 2 was approved opening weekend of Saw. And so holy it, shit. Um, but yeah, I guess they knew it was going to be a great success and wanted to start cranking out those sequels, of which there are seven, six. Jesus. Yeah, there's a lot because there's like Saw up till six and then there's Jigsaw. Then there's Saw like Legacy or something Heritage. like that. Mm-hmm. Heritage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's a lot. There's I, a I lot. think a big thing for me is I was just looking up lately when ill and um, the 
we talk a lot about like the movie covers for movies and what they they did to us. The movie yes. covers for Saw are just like a fucking chopped off hand or foot, and like uh-huh. that's what immediately. I mean, you know how I feel about body parts separate from the body, but like. I don't care how good it is. I'm like, fuck, no. How dare you? How dare you? Mm-hmm. And and some body parts do get separated from bodies in this movie. I'm sure they do. I'm sure <laughs> they do. But it is a but little misleading. It's not that many. <laughs> but the ones that do hit hard. <laughs> um, And the only other thing I wrote down was just I wanted to shout out the editor, Kevin Grutert, which I believe is someone else that they went to film school with, probably a whole film school crew, um, because they kind of didn't <clears throat> shoot enough, which is a nightmare for an editor. Coverage wise, they like didn't get enough coverage, so they had to get real creative and they kind of. Um, crop in and do some things through like sec- security camera footage to be able to make it feel like a cut. Um, and there's also a scene with a car chase, which I read this trivia before and you can really tell the car chase is just like cars in a garage with like smoke around them. And it's just like <laughs> filmed Hell in yeah. such a way that looks like a chase. <laughs> but it's crazy. The first time I silly. ever, when I moved to LA and like started uh, like sh- shooting things that weren't just like I'm in college and we shoot things but like legitimate fucking sets the amount of coverage needed for like two seconds of a film is astounding Um, and yeah I can't imagine like having to just piece together a movie without that coverage would be impossible yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah this ev- editor's doing some some heavy lifting Um, I have one bit of trivia which is that um this movie um and like it, it as it launched the careers and then the spin off the like other torture porn movies it launched what was called the splat pack at, like as a reference to the rat pack or the brat and did you come up with this <laughs> i wish <laughs> is this like eli roth yeah like a cohort of the of these guys james wan eli roth lee winnell and whoever else um but it was like I, again i think because it's such a not fellow travelers in actuality that it didn't really stick but somebody at like variety magazine probably felt very good about the splat pack <laughs> that somebody is joel jensen yes i wrote a variety magazine when i was in ninth grade <laughs> splat Genius. Pack TM. that's a shame we should bring that back let's bring back the splat pack bring back um, the splat pack well, we'll bring it back. We'll definitely bring it back. There's got to be some people on Twitter who will be Next into that uh... pack. <laughs> I can't imagine why they didn't land um, the splat pack. Who doesn't want to be part pack. of the splat pack? The splat folks, pack. folks, we're going to bring back no, the splat pack. No. <laughs> we're going to bring back the splat pack. No. It's going to be great. Oh. Also, folks. Also, folks, don't just vote. Vote for fucking Joe Biden. Get over it. Oh, right, right, right. Also, yeah, fucking duh. You know this. You know this, listeners. Come on. C- fucking come on. And yeah, don't write in Kanye West, obviously. Don't. don't write in anything. Vote for Joe Biden. I don't care if you vote for nothing fucking else. You should vote for other things. But vote for Joe Biden. Dear fucking God, vote for Joe Biden. Yeah, the debate's also tonight. And I just feel like I'm going to have a freaking stroke thinking about that. Sorry. <laughs> So it's not torture porn, folks. It's not torture. Porn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should all we right, um, right. watch this trailer? 
Oh, fuck. Yes. Let's do I it. I thought about it earlier today that we have to do this and was like, I don't think I've ever seen this trailer. Should I shotgun a beer first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if I just yes. shot? gunned a beer right now <laughs> what if what, what if, if family you would blow our minds um i am gonna have a couple sips of my beer though so okay yeah <laughs> just have a couple sips someone there i can hear you oh. who is that who's in there Hello, madam. Dr. Gordon. I want to play a game. The jigsaw killer. Paul, find the path through the razor wire. Technically speaking, he's not really a murderer. He never killed anyone. Dr. Gordon, your aim in this game is to kill Adam. If you do not, then Diana will die. He finds ways for his victims to kill themselves. Sick of people who don't appreciate their blessings. I've given you a life purpose. Looks like our friend Jigsaw likes to book himself front row seats to his own sick games. He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through our feet. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive. Not anymore. You are a drug addict. Do you think that is why he picked you? He helped me. Don't believe Adam's life. Live or die. Make your choice. No. It wasn't no. as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was, oh, no. was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's what the fuck? <laughs> Guys, it is bad. It looks bad. <laughs> no, it'll be bad. I know it'll be bad, but I think it just... the. I think especially after Paranormal 2 last week, that trailer in all of its 40 seconds scared the shit out of me. But this one, I was like, hmm, it looks like very 2004. Is that a weird specific? It looks very 2004. It does. I was thinking that it's been, I feel like I've seen parodies of it too many times now where there is part of me that feels it's so familiar in that way of people making fun of it. I think it informed a big 2004 aesthetic. And if you are a corn fan like me, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> corn fucking cool. Oh, God. I forgot about that face, that like curly cute on the cheeks, big cheekbone face. When I, that's <laughs> the little puppet. <laughs> Is that Jigsaw? Yeah, I'd forgotten that that was a thing in this movie. I it like made a completely cameo blocked that out. In Insidious. It's like drawn on the chalkboard in Insidious. Yeah. Oh, because that's James, James Wan. Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I also forgot. Um, how do you say it's Carrie Ellis? That's it's the craziest Ellis. name. Yes, Ellis I, looked, is crazy. I looked it up. I forgot that he was in this movie. He does not look good. His um, makeup in it is so bad. It's really it funny. Is the cr- I, that makeup even in the trailer? I was like, what did they do to him? Why does he look that way? <laughs> He's also not a good actor <laughs> well what's funny is i think his performance is effective but his performance also feels like um he's a character in a video game that's talking to you where he keeps mm-hmm. being like no you need to go this way yes. like yes. that's the tone of his, of his performance um, is he good in anything other than princess bride and he's wearing a mask the whole time is he good in anything else he's so liar, good in princess liar. bride he doesn't ever have to be good in anything ever again no he's great in mm-hmm. liar liar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh i haven't seen liar liar in so long 
this is this this movie I I feel like scares me more than Paranormal Activity too. Does you guys not feel that way? Not at all. My roommates were supposed to be gone again, and I wasn't even worried about it. This like this is not the kind of scary movie that like sticks with. Sticks Here's what with I'll me. say: I would rather live through Paranormal Activity than live through Saw. If it was me <laughs> in one of these scenarios. <laughs> That's that's I stand by that. Yep. I stand by that, too, for sure. I just you know what it is? It's that I just hate fluorescent lighting. It's it's bad. You really do, Henley. You hate fluorescent lighting. And I, I will just, tell you, Henley, every single light in this movie is fluorescent. Every single one. It's that's what it is. You know, I, if they just had softer lighting, like I could oh, probably an bulb kill them. I mean, <laughs> A floor lamp, not so much overhead lighting. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, ever heard of string lights? <laughs> Excuse me. I'm like not joking, though. Actually, I think that would make a big difference. <laughs> um, uh, shall we get into it? Let's fucking just rip this goddamn bandaid off, you guys. Uh, for respondent, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think of what's going to be for five next. If, if I'm re- if I'm invited back, yeah, there's a big if, and and yes, please spend the next however many months thinking about the next iteration of this term. Thank you, I will, and it's such an honor to be here. Okay, so we begin. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Opening credits. Straight out of 2004, for real. Big time 2004 vibes. <laughs> then we, then we um, flicker, a, like a little little flicker of light comes in and we see a face, but it's underwater. And this sort of um, keychain sort of floats past, uh, with a light on it, floats past a, a person's face, kind of unconscious underwater. Okay, first um, of all, sorry, already I have something to say. You can't be unconscious underwater. I was really, <laughs> I was really uh, immediately thrown. Like he can't be, uh, he would be dead. <laughs> he breathed the abyss goop. But also, can you, what if you get knocked out and then put underwater? Then you can you be unconscious underwater? No, no you're, yeah, you're right. You're still breathing. Breathe. You breathe water and you drown. <laughs> Fair. So I thought it was a, a goof. plot hole wide open. In it this. was a goof. A goof. <laughs> Already, this movie makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Forget it. But so, but it's brief. It's brief. This thing floats past. He wakes up and bursts out of the water and finds himself inside just an absolutely squalid, tiled room with exposed pipes, stains everywhere, rust stains, other stains, (laughs) nasty stains, tile. It is foul. It is foul beyond belief. It's the worst bathroom you've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fucking believe um, you. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. Just it's just disgusting. Filthy. Filthy. <laughs> filthy. Filthy. Who and why? <laughs> We're going to find out. I've got two questions. Who and why? <laughs> um, so he bursts out, you know, shakes himself to it, finds himself in here. And then as soon as he gets out of the tub and he looks around this bathroom, he tries to like get up and he realizes he's, his ankle is chained to a pipe. Yeah. He's stuck there. Um, and he, and then he's like, what the fuck is going on? It's pitch black. He can't see anything. The lights are off. And he hears a voice, uh, in the room being like, just calm down, calm down. Um, like, don't, don't scream. Just be quiet. And, um, all of a sudden these fluorescent lights, sorry, Henley flicker on. Fuck. And, uh, our guy looks over and we, and he sees another man also changed, chained to pipes looking very, very worse for wear. He has like a welt under his eye. He's sweating through his clothes already. He's pale. He looks like shit. And this is Carrie Elwes, folks. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. got it. Got um, it. And then we cut to like a slightly, the camera dra- drags to sort of a slightly wider frame and we see that between the two of them is a dead body. Mm. A man um, who, has, who has a gun in his hand lying face down with a bullet wound in the back of his head. He's shot himself in the head. He's laying in a pool of blood, and he's mm-hmm. dead. Sorry, quick question. Where did the water come from that this man pulled himself out of? It's a nasty bathtub. It's just a nasty oh. bathtub. There's I like see. a toilet he in, was the in the bathtub. Too? I see, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, there's I toilets see. and urinals in a bathtub. So this is like a, uh, what is this, an industrial bathroom? Well, we'll find that out later. But it, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really a spoiler. <laughs> it remains to be seen, but yes. <laughs> Um, and so this dead body, it's, it's nasty. It's a pool of blood. It's in a undershirt and underwear lying there dead. And in one hand is the gun. And in another hand is a tape recorder, kind of like a talk Mm. boy. 
Mm. Um, if anybody knows what a talk boy is, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I have no idea what a talk boy is. Um, and the real heads will know. Um, okay, but, uh, but <laughs> the talk boy heads. Yes, that's right. That's another tier of donor. I think five hundred dollars a month. You can be a talk boy head. <laughs> um, five hundred dollars a month. So, what a steal. So there's this body between them, and, and they both like look at each other, like, "Do you know this guy? Do you know this guy?" And both of them are like, "No, I have no idea who this is. What the fuck is happening? How did we get here?" Um, and Lee starts, uh, excuse me, um, the the guy who woke up underwater starts going nuts, like, "What the fuck is this?" The other guy tells him to calm down. Um, I woke up here just like you. I don't know how I got here. My name is Lawrence. I'm a doctor. Um, I and uh, the other guy is like, I don't know how I got here either. My name is Adam. So we have Carrie Elwes, mm-hmm. the older man is Lawrence, a doctor. And then we mm-hmm. have Adam, the younger man, played by Lee Wanell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Does he have an accent? No. Cool. <laughs> okay, so they're like, what, like, what, so you don't know who this guy is? What do they want from us? Uh, I don't know. And then um, <clears throat> Lawrence looks up and sees in this filthy, nasty bathroom, a brand new spick and span clock on the wall. Mm. And <clears throat> he like mm-hmm. points out this is a brand new clock on the wall. What the fuck is mm. this? Whoever put us here wants us to notice this clock because it's been placed here. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. um, then um, Lawrence tries, to, he finds this door. It's like a big sliding industrial door, tries to open it and it's locked. So they start freaking out again. And Adam um, notices that he has something in his pocket. And so he takes it out of his pocket and it's an envelope. So he opens it and inside the envelope is a tape that just says, play me, written on it. And Lawrence checks his pockets and finds a tape that says, play me, and also a single bullet. Oh, God. Um, oh, and a key. Excuse me. They also have a key. And so... It's um, very Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> It's like the same thing happens in House in Wonderland. This is like how the movie is. It's like a game board with different pieces and you have to solve what's happening. Whimsical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might call it whimsical. Mm, yes, that's how I'm going to think about things in, from now on. Whimsical, kind of twee. Um. <laughs> it's a very twee movie. <laughs> um, so so Adam like t- takes the key um, and tries to unlock his leg. Obviously, it doesn't work. It doesn't work in Lawrence's. It doesn't work anywhere. It's just... A fucking key that doesn't do anything. Um, so they're like, what do we do? What do we do? And then they see, of course, the tape recorder in the dead body's hand. And so Adam reaches out to grab it, but he's chained to a pipe, so he can't reach it. He takes <sighs> off his shirt, tries to grab it, can't reach it still. Uh, pulls the uh, And so like he pulls a chained drain out of the bathtub, ties that to his shirt to extend the reach. And after a few tries, manages to hook the tape recorder. Drags it over to himself and puts his tape in. And uh, here's this distorted, very scary voice go, rise and shine, Adam. Oh, my God, no. (laughs) I'll tell you where you might be, the room you die in. You've been a voyeur, living in the shadows, watching other people's lives. So what are you going to do? Are you finally going to live your own life? (sighs) So it's like a little bit. We know something about Adam here. This is like a big theme, I feel like, for fucking sociopathic murders who are like, I'm the moralist. You've been mm-hmm. naughty and now you die for it. And it's just how it is because you've been bad. It's like, you're a murderer. It's like, <laughs> it's like seven. Well, yes, yes, very much. I, I think this really is, I think Sammy, that's the exact right comparison is seven. Jigsaw is like, 
Yeah, the heir to Seven's throne. Mm -hmm. So, and he is a big time moralizer. You better believe it. Mm -hmm. So, so then Adam throws the, uh, uh, Adam makes Lawrence put his tape into the uh, tape player. And we hear the same nasty voice go, Dr. Gordon, wake up call. (laughs) So he knew that they were both asleep. Dr. Gordon, wake up call. Every day you tell people they're going to die soon. Now you'll be the cause of death. Your aim in this game is to kill Adam. You'll have until six on the clock to do it. There's a man in the room with you. Uh, when there's that much poison in your blood, the only thing left to do is shoot yourself. And then it goes, <coughs> it coughs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes, there are ways to win this, hit, this game hidden all around you. Just remember, X marks the spot for the treasure. If you don't kill Adam, Allison and Diana will die. And I'll leave you to rot. Let the games begin. So we have set it up. The sort of thing is Lawrence has to kill (laughs) Lawrence has to kill Adam by six o'clock or the the guy will kill his wife and daughter, basically. You just like leave him there to die. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be very bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And and he has Dr. Gibson has poison in his body. Is that no, also he, what he's referring to the guy who's dead in the middle of the room. He was poisoned and then he shot himself in the head just because he was agonizing and dying anyway. And it's Dr. Okay. Gordon. They're drinking Gibsons. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Shotgun that I... beer, huh? Um, so one of the things that's important, right, is the killer knows these, these men. Mm-hmm. They, he knows about them. He knows enough about them to make a judgment. And he has put them here for a reason. And we just don't know really what is going on, right? So, Lawrence starts to, like, play the tape back a few times and hears a very weird, like, under-the-breath sort of whisper within a part of the tape. And it says, follow your, uh, follow your heart. And then, uh, so he's like, what does that mean, follow your heart? And they look around the room and there's a heart painted onto this nasty toilet. Oh, just a, In what? Yeah. Blood? Poo-poo. I'm assuming poop. Yeah, it's painted in shit. No. (laughs) Honestly, how twee. (laughs) It's pretty whimsical. He's a poo-poo painter. So there's heart in the toilet, and so uh, and it's closer to Adam, it's within Adam's reach. And so Lawrence is like, Well, go check the toilet. And so Adam (laughs) reaches his hand straight into the fucking toilet toilet, and it is filled with shit. Which is also crazy because the bathroom, Ew. nobody's been in it for a really long time, but it has fresh doo-doo in it. No, it's like as if there's no water. It's just filled with it Just poop. pure shit. And he, <laughs> and he pulls so nothing gross. out. And it's so funny. Lawrence goes, did you find anything? And Adam goes, no solids. <laughs> <laughs> Adam has some funny? real one-liners in this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Adam's character is meant to be funny. This is Lee, Winnell. Yes. He gave himself some juicy bits. Um, and not just the toilet. <laughs> So, so, gross. so then he, so he's like, what the fuck? And so he goes, oh, the tank. And so he reaches and takes the lid off the tank, reaches in, pulls out a big black plastic bag and goes, why the fuck didn't I start here? <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he opens the plastic bag and inside are two hacksaws. Um, t- t- the titular saws. Titular saws. <laughs> and so he tosses one saw to uh, Lawrence. And t- takes them for himself, and they immediately try to saw through the chains. No dice. Um, Adam saw actually breaks on the chain, throws it, and he breaks a mirror. And that's when um, Lawrence looks at 
Adam and says, he doesn't want us to cut through the chains. He wants us to cut through our feet. Oh, God. And then. The movie ends? That's, that's right. It. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> um, so then he goes, then Lawrence goes, wait a minute. I think I know who this is. Uh, last I, And then it like kind of cuts into a flashback of cops running into like an underground space. And he goes like, last I heard, police hadn't caught him. And he's like mm. really putting on some like dramatic cream on this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only reason I know is it that I was a suspect for his crimes. So then we cut into the full tilt flashback and we see Danny fucking Glover. SF State <laughs> alumni, my alma mater. Really? Wow, yeah. cool. I fucking love Danny Glover. And this is I another huge well. get for them. He, his performance in this is... Weird, I don't understand why he did this movie. <laughs> but he's great in it. I love him. I love him. So, and and I, I forget, you'll have to, do you know who he plays his partner? He's a guy who I Ken, totally love. But I can't remember. Ken Lung is his name. He is yes. in Lost. And there's another yes. actor from Lost in this as well. Little Lost Reunion. Yes, there or is. Or maybe pre-union. I don't know. I have to say, his name is Ken Lung. He's mm-hmm. like one of the great that guy actors that I don't mm-hmm. think has gotten his credit for being one of the great that guy actors. Mm-hmm. I think he's mm-hmm. like he's really one good. of our generation's great that guy actors. Yeah. Amen. Ken, if you're listening and you are, you're one of the great that guy actors. <laughs> I think that there's Congrats. a real special thing in being one of those guys. I think so. I there think is. If you're a that guy actor, you have a successful, consistent career and you also get to be normal. And I think that that is probably the best of both worlds. Yes, and I think Ken Lung has one of the one of my very favorite on-screen faces. It's just like radiates a certain quizzical danger, Ooh. and it, I just fucking love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's great. He's so good. He's in one of the X Men movies. He's in like Lost. He's in a few other. Oh, he's in Sopranos. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. plays Junior's friend in the Psych Ward. Mm-hmm. Who and who? Um. Anyway, I love this guy. So he's Danny Glover's partner, and they're like running down these stairs. It's like very green tinted, almost night vision. The whole movie, and they green, find pretty much, yeah, basically. <laughs> and they find a, uh, they find this dead body in the bunker, and um, he's inside of a chain link fence cage that is filled with just uh, reel upon reel of barbed wire, and he's dead. Ugh. And Ugh. they refer to it as this one. Uh, is such and such and such, such implying that this is one in a series of murders mm-hmm. um, that are all related to each other. And um, inside the cage, in his hand, of course, we find a tape recorder, just like oh, the God. one in the bathroom. Um, he, um, and they pull it out, and the detective on the scene says, you know, uh, oh, puts the tape in the recorder. And basically, we learn that in the in the creepy, nasty voice, that this guy had tried to kill himself. He had tried to cut his wrists before. Mm-hmm. And he and like the voice basically says, if you want to die, stay where you are. If you want to live, you'll have to cut yourself. How much will you bleed to stay alive? So he's like <gasps> challenging this dude's suicide and basically saying, like, you didn't really mean it, did you? I'm gonna, <gasps> and I'm gonna, and I am going to make you prove it, um, <clears throat> which is very mean. So mean. <laughs> it's very mean. Um, also so mean. on this, also on this guy's body, uh, a portion of his skin in the shape of a jigsaw piece has been cut away. Um, and we cut back into the bathroom. 
Um, and we have Lawrence talking and he, and he's telling Adam about this and he goes, you know, technically this guy is not a murderer. He only ever finds ways for people to kill themselves. And so then we, if I'm Adam, I'm not feeling great about being in the bathroom with this dude. Who's like, anyway, I was the suspect for this thing and I know all the stuff. I'm like, what? Dude, what? I also think this is an extremely charitable read from Lawrence of this guy who literally locked a guy in a uh, cage filled with barbed wire and then and said, like, if you're not out in the next two hours, it'll lock and you'll die. That's not exactly giving him a way to kill himself. Technically, not a murderer, technically. Okay, Lawrence. <laughs> Fucking but we have our trailer line, so that's what counts. That's what counts. So then we mm-hmm. start, yeah. So we start montaging through several more victims, um, including a guy who is who wakes up in a in a weird basement. There's numbers all over the walls and there's broken glass all over the floor. And he's he wakes up in front of a safe with a candle on it and he is smeared in goop. And and then we hear in the tape that uh, he has a nasty tape with a nasty voice that like. (laughs) This guy, uh, he like would like convince people that he was sick or something to like take advantage of them, and mm. so he, so the jigsaw guy, uh, covered him in flammable goo, put him in a room with a safe, and said like the key to get out of here is inside the safe. You just have to find the code, and it's written on the wall. So he's to like, walk over broken glass to find it. Then it gets dark, and so he has to pick up the candle to find it, and he fucking burns himself up. <gasps> And and then the detectives are investigating this scene and they find like a peephole in the wall. And one of the detectives goes like Jigsaw likes to watch up close. He wants to have a front row seat um, to find to like watch this all happen every time. And so then then they then the detective holds up. They found like a pen light, like a pen with a flashlight. Is that what a pen light is? Um, Yeah. And it has fingerprints on it. And they're like, we'll take this back. We'll get these prints and we'll find the Jigsaw killer. Um, so then we cut into, uh, sort of another version of the flashback and we see Lawrence at work as a doctor and he's with a group of like interns. They're in a room with a, with a patient and he's sort of coldly diagnosing this patient, uh, with, um, an inoperable brain tumor. And it doesn't really mean anything to him cause he's a doctor. He's an oncologist. He's he delivers day. bad news all the time. Mm-hmm. And this patient mm-hmm. has the single worst soul patch I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like a weird little white soul patch on his lip. Um, and as he's talking to this group of uh, interns, this like weird orderly, uh, like hospital orderly um, walks into the room and it's um, the guy, other guy from Lost. Michael Emerson. He plays Ben. Ben Michael from Emerson. Lost. Mm-hmm. Just a, just a all timer creep guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he goes and he like interrupts Lawrence as he's talking about this diagnosis. It's like, Hey, his name is John and he has some he's a really interesting man. Like this dude fucking cares about this guy, okay? Um and so then we cut the co- the cops come to the hospital. Uh Danny Glover and um Ken and the pen light that they found has Lawrence's fingerprints on it. So they are like you need to come down to the station for some questioning so they take him down and Lawrence is like what the fuck and the cops are like what's going on and his his lawyer comes in and is like what the fuck like where were you last night that you need an, you need an alibi? And he's like, I don't want to say. Uh-oh. And the lawyer gets out of him that he's having an affair. Of and course. he was with of he a is. woman who he was having an affair with last night. 
And he and the lawyer's like, you better just fucking confess now because mm-hmm. it's going to come out and they're not going to believe you later. Mm-hmm. Cheating's better than murder. Yeah, or technically than- not murder, but you know. <laughs> 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 that woman never made him Don't cheat. Don't <laughs> um, so the cops eventually sort of like <clears throat> hear him out and his alibi ends up checking out. He's kind of off the hook. But for some reason, they're like, well, we're going to make you listen to the only victim to have survived the jigsaw murderer and tell her story. There's no clear reason for it. Sammy, did you gather a reason why they would make this happen? I. It's like maybe they're trying to get a reaction out of him to admit guilt if he sees okay, one yeah. of his victims that he would be because they think he's responsible and that maybe he'd see her and be like, oh, I did it. I'm sorry. But like, that's not how it works with, you know, sociopaths. Yeah, but thankful for thankfully for us, Amanda re uh, relates her story, and she has these like <laughs> nasty scars on her mouth. And uh, so we flash back to Amanda's story. She woke up. She uh-huh. wakes up in a dark, nasty room. Every room uh. is so nasty in this mm-hmm. movie. Oh, I hate. I that. don't know if there's been a higher nasty room quotient in any movie ever made. <laughs> it's high. Oh, they spent all God. the money making these rooms nasty, and they couldn't afford any good makeup for Carrie <laughs> Elwes. <laughs> this is Enley's biggest nightmare. Nasty rooms with fluorescent lighting. My God. My so unsanitary. God. So this woman, Amanda, wakes up and she has this weird rig on her head. And it's basically a modified bear trap that is fastened in, into her mouth. And um, there's a nasty puppet in the room. And she hear and oh, actually it's a nasty puppet on a TV screen. So for some reason, it's not a tape this time, but it's a TV screen. And this nasty puppet, the saw puppet, looks at the camera and and tells her the rules of her game, which are basically like, um, if you lose, your mouth will be ripped open by this reverse Jesus bear trap. Christ. And then it cuts to a shot of the reverse bear trap ripping open a mannequin's head. And it's it's really not bad. what you want. It's very bad. <laughs> really bad. Very powerful. And um, and then the voice goes, there is a key. You can get out of this. And the timer will only start when you stand up, but you can get out of this. There's a key and it's in the stomach of the dead man inside of your cell. So she stands up and immediately the triggers, the timer starts and it starts, the clock starts clicking. 60 seconds. Yeah. And she runs over and there's a, there's a, 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 a a man's body on the floor and she pulls his shirt up and there's a big question mark on the tummy. <laughs> Are you gonna do it? <laughs> and and then there's an, a scalpel next to the body and she picks up the scalpel and is like freaking out like fuck, 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 fuck. She picks up a scalpel and then lifts it and looks down and the guy wakes up. No. And she makes eye contact no. with him. And, and she does she it anyway. stabs him and cuts his stomach open. And sifts around oh a little bit you don't God. see much of it it's really not that gory it really isn't you see some blood she's only splatter 15. she's just sifting it's so whimsical <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> whimsical sifting so there's a little bit of a guts and she gets the keys <laughs> and unlocks it unlocks her bear trap just um, in the nick of time just in the nick of time the puppet then roll. The, then the door opens and the puppet rolls out on a big ass tricycle <laughs> <laughs> and says to her through an audio track, most people are ungrateful to be alive and you are not ungrateful anymore. 
and we cut back to the police station and the woman looks at Danny Glover and goes, he helped me. Okay. And he goes, well, you were a drug addict. You were, you were an addict and you were in really bad shape. Do you think that's why he picked you? And she was like, yes. And I am happy. I'm glad I'm alive now. I was like ready to throw my life away. Is she like going to be in jail for cutting open a man's stomach or do they think not because she was a victim? Unclear. Unclear. I don't remember. I don't think so. I think that's um, a pass. They, I think she gets a pass. Yeah. They tell they tell Lawrence that the guy was like filled with opi- opiates and stuff. So like he was barely conscious. He couldn't feel anything. Did he die? Oh, so it's fine. <laughs> he died. I guess oh, you, big di- time you died. Oh, absolutely. You definitely died. died. Yeah. You definitely died. She's if that you don't through his die intestines. more than that. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking this is kind of reminding me. It's kind of like a perverted Dexter too, where it's like this, you know, so- Dexter's sociopathic. already kind of perverted. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. yeah, but the that's idea true. is like I'm I channel my killing to people who deserve to be killed, sort of situation. Exactly, mm-hmm. and doing it in a very like, like strategic, sy- systematic way. I can ha- I can definitely handle Dexter. I mean, he's just so much more organized, you know. Well, and cleaner. the Jigsaw Killer is very organized. He's not clean. That's true. He's not clean, but he's very no. organized because for yeah. his elaborate plots to unfold, he has to be very organized. You'll see. That's true. That's true. He's just not as tidy as Dexter. True. He's very, very messy boy. He's like my college roommate. <laughs> Always eating Totina's pizza rolls and not washing the dishes afterwards. Anyway. <laughs> he doesn't get more college than that, honestly. <laughs> so we cut back to the bathroom and Adam is really going crazy because he's like, what the fuck do you have to do with this? This is crazy. Are you behind this? Are you him? Like, what the fuck is going on? And he grabs a broken piece of glass that he uh, he had broken um, uh, a bathroom mirror when he threw his saw earlier. And he picks a piece of glass and threatens Lawrence with it. Um, And but then he like notices. And this is where the TSDW heads are really going to have a good time. He notices that it is a quote. Two-way mirror. He says two-way. So he says two-way. I can't. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Two-way. We know where Lee Winnell Winnell stands on the side of this debate. Thank you, Lee. Now, please keep in mind, Lee Winnell is an Australian where the toilets Mm. flow in a different direction. So I don't know if this gets you off of any hooks, Emily. Mm -hmm. I'd be Australian. (laughs) T-Y. It's a T-Y. T-Y. T-Y, So he notices this T-Y. And then they get into a huge argument about if it's one way or two way. It's wrong. I mean, we all know that it's wrong. There's so many things about the movie that are wrong. One of them is that they call it T-Way instead of one way. <laughs> Emily, I'll fight you to the death about this. Don't you dare. So they look back to the mirror and they see behind it is a pane of glass and there's a video camera recording their every move. And then we cut into a computer room like with full of monitors and shit like that. And somebody is watching. He has a big black glove on. Um, Then uh, we cut back into the bathroom and uh, Adam and Lawrence are really at odds with each other. Um, Adam is really freaking out. Lawrence is very calm. Um... And Adam's like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Why aren't you like, why are you talking so calmly about this guy? What the fuck is going on? And Lawrence is like, look, I'm a doctor and I understand that in order to 
defeated disease, you have to understand the perfection of its working. Like, you have to understand the perfection of a disease to do anything. And the Adam is like, okay, fine, but aren't you, like, upset about anything? And Lawrence is like, I'm upset about the last thing I said to my daughter. We flash back um, to his daughter in her bedroom. Lawrence's house is one of the weirdest, most ugly houses I've ever seen. It looks, <laughs> for any other Sopranos fans out there, like kind of like a weirder version of the apartment that Christopher Moltisanti's girlfriend, uh, who is played by um, Juliana Margulies, lives in. Um, anyway. <laughs> but it's weird. Their sets are very bad in this movie because um, it's low budget. Yeah, but they didn't have money. His daughter is in her room and she's, and she's like, there's a man in my room and he talked to me. So spooky. And... She tells this to her mom, and her mom wakes up and is like, there's nobody there. And she's like, yeah, her but- mom is Monica Potter. I don't know who that is. That's another early 2000s um, okay. star. Another good get? Yep. She was in Parenthood. Gotcha. Um, so she's I know like- who Monica Potter is, apparently. <laughs> I like, saw her, and it like popped into my head. I was like, Monica Potter. And then I couldn't remember anything that she was in, but her name is seared into my memory for some reason. I never know who the cool people are, but I know who Monica Potter is. That's cool. Um, so her daughter's like, there's a man in my room and he talked to me and she's like, and she's like, I want dad to go in and check on him. So they go and Lawrence is in his office typing something on a computer and they're, and they're like, uh, you know, your daughter is worried that there's a monster in her room or something. Can you go check? And he's like, um, I'm just working on this. I'll get there one second. Just give me one second and just let me finish this paragraph and I'll get there. And we get the sense, right, that similar to the dad in Train to Busan, which I was uh, a guest on, mm-hmm. thankfully. <laughs> Previous um, correspondent. He before. kind of, he might, he. Referencing your own episode. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you might want to go back and listen to that first in order to get full, full context. That's when I became a full episode. horror respondent. Uh-huh. Um, this is indoctrination. But we get the sense that he's like a little bit cares maybe more about his career than he should. And maybe it gets in the way of his very real love for his daughter. But um, he goes back to her room with her and is very, very lovely to her and like calms her down and is very sweet, very loving. And as he walks out, her daughter goes like, Daddy, you're not going to leave us, right? And he goes, no, what are you talking about? And she sort of references that she gets the sense that mommy and daddy are not getting along very well. And he gets um, a page on his, like, pager. And he's like, oh, I have to go to work. I love you. And I'm sorry I have to leave. But tomorrow, I'll read you your favorite story. And everything will be fine. And then he steps outside and, and, he, and she hears him and his wife arguing about how unhappy he is and uh, how much he only cares about work and stuff. So then we cut back into the bathroom and Lawrence throws his wallet over to Adam because it has pictures of his wife and daughter in it. And he's they're kind of calming down and like, this is my wife and my daughter. Um, you know, this get to know me. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just a guy, you know, and Adam mm-hmm. looks through it and he finds in the wallet a Polaroid of Uh-oh. the wife and daughter gagged and bound. And on the back of it, a note that says X marks the spot. Sometimes you see more with your eyes shut. And Adam looks up and he's like, what the fuck? And looks over at Lawrence and decides to keep this to himself. <gasps> what a sneaky, sneaky I man. I would have to, to be honest with you. I might you have to. Have? Mm-hmm. I think it's because he's going to lose his fucking shit or 
Like you might as well control when you give that information. Yeah. Right, right. He That's has true. orders to kill Adam. And I feel like right, this right, would right. push him over the edge to be like, okay, I'm going to kill you. Like just going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the gun, the, he has the bullet. There's a gun in the room. Like all it takes is a small push. Right. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. keeps it to himself and we cut back into another, um, flashback where I'll reference, um, uh, your abyss episode. Mm-hmm. Currently Ooh. in this scene, wife is a bitch. <laughs> She's not a wife is not a wife. Wife is a bitch in this scene. She's only yeah. So she hasn't transitioned to wife yet, or she's, she's transitioned from wife to bitch. She's Those regressed the only from wife to bitch. Yeah, yeah. she's regressed. Mm. Regressed. Those are the only two. Yeah, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she's not very nice, and it's. I don't think it's very dimensional her anger in this scene. <laughs> but then he leaves in from their weird house, and and um, we cut back to the daughter's room, and she's going to bed, scared of the man in her room, and we cut to a shot of the closet. And a beam of light catches a man's eye watching her in the Uh. closet. And then he jumps out, grabs her. The mom runs in. He grabs her, ties him up. And he has them captured and subdued. And he, we don't ever see his face, but he pulls out a stethoscope. And he puts it to their hearts as he holds a gun to each of their heads. Like... He listens to the mom's heartbeat while he holds a gun to the daughter's head and puts this and listens to the daughter's heartbeat when he puts the gun to the mom's head and he listens to their heart rates rise. Um, and then we sort of pull out a little bit and it's the orderly from the hospital. His name is Zep. Zep. Mm. Oh, um, wait, Ben. Is that the guy, Ben, from, Ben from Lost? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay, the guy who was like, you need to pay more attention to the patient. <laughs> The one who's so empathetic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we cut to another video screen and we pan out and, and, and um, Zepp is looking out of the window of, the, of Lawrence's house, uh, like peeking through the curtains. And we pull out from the video and we see Danny Glover is watching him. And he's clearly a crazy person at this point. He's like unraveled and is crazy he was he like kind like, of collected before he has an unreal like conspiracy room there's papers on every wall <laughs> Danny Glover does yeah. yeah okay okay it's nasty it's a nasty room mm-hmm. oh, there's graffiti fuck, inside one. of his apartment which is very weird <laughs> newspaper clippings <laughs> yeah, everywhere yeah. muttering to himself he's yeah not old coffee cups He's muttering to himself. Yeah, he's like, it's very crazy. And you're like, what the fuck? I thought this was the cop. (laughs) But he's totally crazy. And it becomes very clear that uh, Danny Glover still believes that Lawrence is the killer. Oh, okay. Um, So then we flash back uh, again and we see Danny Glover dropping Lawrence off after the police station visit. And Lawrence gets out and Danny Glover says, you know, we arrested a dentist two weeks ago and he played with little kids and he lived just a couple blocks from here. And I just want you to understand sewers run under these houses too, which is a pretty good line. I think like basically just because you're rich doesn't mean you're not a fucking freak. And I know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so then we go back to Danny Glover at the police station. His partner, Ken is concerned for him. Obviously like Danny Glover is like watching and rewatching jigsaw tapes, trying to find clues. He's like, you know, the archetypical, like, uh, detective who's in too deep, basically. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's rewatching and rewatching. And then all of a sudden, he notices a detail with Ken 
that basically like he sees graffiti in the layer of jigsaw and is like that is a certain gang's graffiti and their territory at the time this video was made was only like four blocks and they realize that there's an old mannequin factory in the middle of that territory and they're like let's fucking go get his ass and ken is like should we get a warrant and tank lover's like fuck no let's go get this motherfucker you need a warrant folks yep you need a warrant so they go and they find they go to the mannequin factory find this guy's setup. it's like a bunch of like weird crazy shit everywhere big giant like wheels mannequins odds and ends it's your classic mannequins and wheels situation (laughs) (laughs) and uh but then they get to like the sort of heart of the layer and it's very clearly jigsaw's layer right there's like tv Mm -hmm. screens and tools and shit and then on some tables there's like big red velvet sheets like spread over some things and so they pull off they pull one off and find a diorama of the very bathroom scene that lawrence and adam currently are in uh, it's very cutely made it's uh very funny and then he pulls off another red sheet and we find the puppet okay so this is fucking jigsaw's layer yeah. this is definitely mm-hmm. it this is undeniably mm-hmm. it then they find a third red sheet and as they reach to grab it it fucking moves <gasps> they pull it off and there is a man strapped into a chair with two drills like power drills pointed at his head like his the temples of his head jigsaw okay. wanted them to find this fucking room let the games begin <gasps> oh! so this was ahead. they are in their own game with jigsaw so then they hear the elevator, the like freight elevator moving and coming up and they run and hide. And inside the freight elevator, there's a man in a big black hooded cloak. And he gets out of the elevator. He like walks and he walks very slowly and he's kind of hunched over. He doesn't look like a prime physical specimen by any means. And he walks over to the guy. So this is not your Donald Trump's, uh, for example. <laughs> <laughs> so he, <laughs> he walks over to... Uh, he walks over to the, the guy who's like sitting in the chair and basically says you, the guy's like, please let me out, please. And he goes, I've given you, I've given you a life of purpose. You're a test subject for something greater than yourself. So then as he's talking, Danny Glover and Ken jump out with their guns and go freeze. (laughs) Cool. Like cool cops. uh, Yeah. Very cool cop (laughs) moment. And then Jigsaw (laughs) steps on a big red button on the floor and it turns the drills on. That is kind of funny. The, dr- <laughs> the drills not only turn on, they start to like move in. And Jigsaw says to the cops, I'm going to give you a choice. In 20 seconds, this man's life will be ended. Uh, but there's a key in the box. And Ken runs and there's a bunch of keys in the box, like a huge keychain. And uh, he tries to like find the right key. And he's like fucking putting it in the, in the lock. He's like, fuck, 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 fuck. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And Jigsaw goes over to Danny Glover and goes, what's more important to you, officer? arresting me or saving the life of another human being and danny glover goes you sick bastard (laughs) and he goes (laughs) and he goes yes i'm sick sick from the sick from the disease eating me from inside sick of people not being grateful to be alive sick of it all and then he like shoots a knife out of like a spring-loaded thing on his wrist and slices danny glover's neck with it and runs away whoa the partner shoots the drills with his gun and stops them, I think. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't really remember there what happened go. to this fucking poor guy. Uh, <laughs> but 
but the par- Ken chases him and he runs down these stairs and like into this very nasty hallway and uh, pulls his gun out and he shoots and like sees Jigsaw dart out of out of like a doorway and, and he like reacts and shoots him in the back and Jigsaw falls down in a heap uh, lifeless. Okay. And so oh, no. Ken walks towards him and we see and it's you hate to see it folks a tripwire that Ken no. does not see. And the camera tilts up and we see like seven shotguns all mounted to the ceiling pointing down. And he, the tripwire pulls on the trigger, pulls on the trigger and kaboom. Ken gets fucking his head blown off by a bunch of shotguns. Oh my God. He's thought of everything. (laughs) He's thought of everything. Jigsaw gets up and leaves. He's fine and he escapes. He's wounded, but he's okay. A bulletproof cloak. He has mm. a bulletproof cloak. Kevlar cloak. But Danny Glover like recovers and like scrambles down the stairs, even though he's like bleeding out of his neck and sees his dead partner. Um, and it's not that graphic, but it's just graphic enough. He's very yeah. much his head was blown off. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut back to the bathroom, and um, we're thinking about this X marks the spot thing. Adam is thinking this through. And we cut into like a security monitor and Jigsaw is watching them, the guy in the um, room. Um, And Adam and Lawrence are not really getting along still, but Adam's like, turn off the lights. And Lawrence Lawrence is like, why? And Adam, of course, knows about this X marks the spot thing. And you see it when your eyes are closed, but he won't tell Mm. Lawrence why. And Lawrence is like, what the fuck are you saying that for? And Adam's like, just fucking do it. So he does. And they find an X in glow glow paint right behind Lawrence, like on the tiles on the wall. So Lawrence opens it and he pulls out a box. And inside the box, we have... Oh, and the key inside of their envelope opens the box. Okay, Mm -hmm. so this was part of the plan. Mm -hmm. And he opens the box and inside of it, we find a cell phone, a lighter, a cigarette. And Adam sees a cigarette and he really wants it. He is a cigarette smoker. He really wants a cigarette. And then inside the box, a note addressed that says, shh, Dr. Gordon. <laughs> Gibson. <Okay>. And so, <laughs> and so, and so Lawrence opens the note secretly and it says, cigarettes are harmless unless they end in bloodshed. You don't need a gun to kill Adam. So we're thinking about this. What the fuck does this mean? And, uh, Lawrence takes the phone, and tries to call nine one one. No dice. It's and he goes, "Oh, this is meant to receive calls, not make them." Which maybe that was a thing in two thousand four. <laughs> I was I don't also know. confused by that. <laughs> don't remember that. Uh, so that yeah, kind of. Phone. So we cut to another flashback, and Lawrence is in a parking garage. Um, and the implication is that he, like he's like this is after work. He's in this parking garage, going to his car. It's the single worst parking garage of any hospital I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Just totally nasty. A bunch of fluorescent oh. lights. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck this. And um, he's walking and he like kind of like hears something. And he's like, what the fuck was that? And then there's like a little flash on him. But he doesn't really notice it and he keeps walking. And um, feels like kind of has the willy. So he picks up a service phone in the parking garage and tries to make a call. But nobody answers. And we like look up, you know, there's like those like circular mirrors in parking garages and stuff. Mm-hmm, like when you're like mm-hmm. pulling out, mm-hmm. you like we, mm-hmm. he, Lawrence is like just not looking at, but the camera looks up and we see Lawrence's car and the door opens, the back door opens and 
somebody crawls out of it. And oh, it's like a red God. robe with long, nasty black hair. And then we get another look at it, and it's a pig's face. Mm. Wait, what? Like I feel mask. like this was the part that I remember scaring me the most when I saw this in high school, was like the way that this person crawls towards him. It's not it's like he's sneaking uncanny. up on him. He's on all fours. And it's... I hate it. And wearing like an actual pig's like head. Pig's face as a mask with a big nasty black wig. It's Ew. an effective nasty costume. Mm -hmm. And it Ew. runs up on him and it attacks him. And, Gross. And then Lauren, and that's how Lawrence got there basically, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and Lawrence, we go back to the bathroom and Lawrence looks at Adam and goes... Hey, how'd you know about the light? And Adam's like, uh, I just fucking thought of it. And he go and Lawrence's like, you're a bad liar. And Adam's like, all right, fine. And he pulls out the Polaroid and he shows Lawrence and Lawrence goes fucking nuts. He's <laughs> screaming, going crazy, talking about how he's going to kill the jigsaw guy. And he's like freaking out and, he, and he, like desperate, right? Because his wife and his daughter mm -hmm. are in danger. And he looks back at that note that says it. Uh, you, you don't need a gun to kill him. And he looks at the cigarette and he looks at the mm. pool of blood from the dead body in the middle of the room, which has mm. so much poison in it that the guy killed mm -hmm. himself. And he goes, mm -hmm. you know what, Adam, I'll give you this cigarette. Um, mm. And dips it in blood, dips it in the blood and then goes, Adam, turn the lights off. I'm going to turn the lights off again. Just listen to me. And the lights cut and we cut into like the surveillance footage and like, it goes dark and you just hear whispering. So Lawrence is saying something to Adam, but we can't hear it. Okay. And then we bring the lights back on. Um, and uh, the jigsaw guy was uh, listening, to, but couldn't hear it and couldn't see anything. And we cut the lights back on. And uh, uh, Lawrence goes, so Adam, do you still want that cigarette? And Adam goes, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I really do. <laughs> and he, he tosses it to Adam. Adam smokes it and then gives the worst death performance imaginable. Just like huge vaudevillian death. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Unconvincing in the greatest sense. And, um, <laughs> and then Lawrence turns to the camera and goes, there, I did it. I killed him with the cigarette, just like you said. And then all of a sudden, Adam gets electric shock on his leg. Oh. The chain has been attached to electric wiring and Jigsaw is testing. And Adam freaks wow. out because he's just been zapped and is like, fuck. And they're like, the jig is up. Oh, fuck. So then they try to saw through the chains again and it works and they escape. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's it. That's it. Teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. So then Adam goes, oh, my God, I remember now how I got here. The, the jolt refreshed his memory or something. And we cut into his little flashback. He's walking down the shittiest, dirtiest apartment hallway I've ever seen <laughs> and goes into a, his apartment, like throws his keys on the on the table and everything's dirty. And he goes into a dark room. He's a photographer. And he pulls out some photos that have been developing. And wouldn't you know it, mm. the photos are of Lawrence. Mm. And he hangs them up and include one of the photos we see is the is a photo of Lawrence in the parking garage. So that flash that Lawrence thought he noticed was Adam taking a picture of him. What wow. the fuck? <laughs> wow. So, so then Adam falls asleep in the dark room because he's, you know, a young 
whatever. And he wakes up because he hears something like rustling in his apartment. And he gets up out of the dark room and his power's been cut. And mm-hmm. you'll re- no, remember this from the trailer. The only light that he has is the flash on his camera. And this wow, is, yes. this to me is like James Wan uh, origins. Like he loves a set piece like this. Mm-hmm. So he's Adam's walking in his apartment using his flash to try to f- see who is in there with him. And it's so it like creates Sounds like, of the Lambs, right? Is that what happens in Silence of the Lambs at the end? Yes. It also happens in Host. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is a, a frequent tool. And yeah. it's fucking and, scary. And it works. And so he's like walking around and like it creates like a little strobe. It like creates a little freeze frame as he does it. And he's going around his apartment. And then all of a sudden he hears. <laughs> and he turns into <laughs> oh that little God. fucking doll. And he's like, what the fuck is this? On a huge ass tricycle? No, it's in his recliner. Interesting. <laughs> this puppet has fun. This puppet knows what's up. Knows leisure. So the, so the puppet's there and he grabs a little miniature baseball bat and beats the shit out of this puppet and breaks it. And then he's like, where the fuck are you? Show yourself. And he's like flashing his camera and he opens a closet, turns the flash on and pig face, wig face. Is <laughs> oh, pig face, wig face. <laughs> <laughs> Piggy Wiggy Piggly Wiggly That's a much better killer name than Jigsaw Pig Face Wig Face <laughs> Pig Face Wig Face for short. Jumps out at him and grabs him And that's how Adam got caught um, So now we're back in the bathroom And we look at the clock It is 5.35 Folks we have 25 minutes um, And the cell phone rings And Lawrence picks it up and it's his daughter Being like daddy there's the man was in the room i'm making fun of her i shouldn't but the man's room is here the man in the room is here he has this mommy and me are caught by him and the wife gets on and goes lawrence is adam there with you and lawrence is like <gasps> she knows the fuck? what do you mean is what do you mean and she goes he knows you he knows all about you don't believe his lies what? So Lawrence is like, what the fuck? And he looks at Adam and he looks at the bullet in his hand and he looks at everything. It's like, what is going on? He gets really upset and he tells Adam, my wife told me, you know who I am and what's going on with me. So who are you? And Adam goes, no, who are you? And, <laughs> Got and then we have our big come clean moment. They sort of come clean to each other here. Um, Adam goes, I can prove that you are lying about where you were last night. I know where you were. I took a picture of you where you were. You were not at the hospital. You were at a shitty motel with a woman you're having an affair with. That was the parking Damn. garage. It wasn't the hospital parking garage. Damn. It was a shitty hotel's parking garage. And Adam watched him and he, Adam goes, I get hired by rich women to take, or oh no, I get hired by people to take pictures of rich assholes like you cheating on your wives. That's yep, my yep, job. Yep. And, wow. I, and I've been spying on you for days. And um, I followed you to this shitty hotel. And we're both bullshitters. And one of the one, a very good moment. And he goes, we're both bullshitters, Larry. <laughs> Which is a really mean thing to call somebody named Lawrence. <laughs> but like people who, are, who, people who are familiar with him. His wife calls him Larry and shit like that. Um, and he goes, so what did you do at the hotel, Larry? And we cut to the flashback of the hotel and we realized that when Lawrence was with his daughter and got the page, it wasn't the hospital. It was this woman he's having an affair with. And he goes, Mm. 
to the hotel. He walks in the room and is like clearly feeling very bad and guilty. And she starts undressing and he goes, stop. I'm done. We're not going to do this. There's an implication at some point that they never even slept together, mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. But then the, in the room, the hotel room phone rings and the, the woman picks it up and she's like, it's for you to Lawrence. And he takes the phone and we hear a voice go, I know what you're doing, doctor. And he freaks out and it's like, fuck, we're caught. And he leaves. And that's when he goes into the shitty parking garage. So Lawrence, go, we cut back to the bathroom and Lawrence is like, who fucking paid you? Who paid you to follow me? And he goes, uh, I don't know, some guy named Bob. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and Lawrence's like, what? And Adam's like, I, hey, I just took a few photos and I went home and he paid me 200 bucks. That's, I didn't ask any questions. And Lawrence is like, Bob, Bob's the fucking dude who's behind all of this. And Adam's like, oh, I don't know. And, and Lawrence is like, what does Bob look like? Have you met him? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, what does he fucking look like? Long black hair, face like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, he goes, Bob is a, he's, he's tall. He's a tall black guy with a scar on his neck. It's Danny fucking Glover. Danny Glover. <gasps> and he's like, I think he was a cop. And Lawrence goes, no, he wasn't a fucking cop. Oh, Lawrence goes, no, he, he was a cop, but he broke down after his partner was murdered and he became obsessed with me Wow! and went crazy and has been harassing me and tracking me and following me around. So we, we get to the point where like these two are hating each other, big double fuck yous back and forth to each other. And Lawrence kind of collapses and it's like, how did I fucking get here? I had everything. My life was so fucking good. <laughs> Why couldn't I have just like been happy with what I had? And we cut to the wife and the daughter and Jigsaw has left them alone and she starts working her way out of her bonds. She spits her mouth thing out. She encourages her daughter, be brave, be strong. We're going to make it through this. She gets her hand out of her bonds and we cut back into uh, the bathroom. And Adam previously, when he like confessed to taking pictures of uh, Lawrence, he was like, I have the photos right here. They're in the bag. And he throws them on the ground. Um, and Lawrence is like, how did those photos get here? And he's like, I don't know. They're just here. And he looks at him and he's, and he basically like realizes he didn't take the photos that he was holding up. Those are somebody else's photos of Zep Jigsaw at the, at, uh, Lawrence's house. Um, and they, she shows Lawrence and Lawrence starts freaking out again. And then, uh, Adam points to the clock and it is six o'clock folks. It is six o'clock. We need to know what's happening. Uh-oh. Oh, no. We need to know what's happening. Time is up. And, the time um, is up. So is Zep, a.k.a. Creepy Ben from Lost, Pigface, Wigface? Or we don't know. He's Zep, and he's Jigsaw, and he's, he's behind this. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the house, and Zep loads his gun, and like, he sees it at six o'clock. He loads his gun. He walks into the room with Lawrence's wife and daughter and says, all right, bye, everybody. No, that's not what he does. Oh, my God. He says to them, now I got to do what I got to do. You and he pulls out the phone. And I'm sorry, what does he look like at this point? Normal him? Normal man? He's in his robe, but it's his face. Regular face. No pig face. 
No pigwig. Nope. <laughs> no pigwig. Um, so he pulls out a phone and, and hands it to the wife and says, you have to tell them. You have to tell him he failed. And she, so she reaches for the gun. And then in an inspired moment, she fights back, grabs the gun, gets it from him and grabs the phone and holds the gun on Zep. Um, they fight, but she gets away from him, right? Um, Danny Glover is watching all of this unfold and he hears the gunshots because he's been camped out in an abandoned apartment across the street. And, and Lawrence is hearing it through the phone. They're like, they've, they've made the phone. the phone call. So he's just hearing like screaming and gunshots. So he's fucking Lawrence, freaking yeah. out. He's freaking, he's screaming, he's crying. So everybody's hearing everything. Finally, all of the, st- the threads are like coming together mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. at the same time. And so Danny Glover grabs his gun and runs out to go see what's happening. Lawrence is screaming and crying and freaking out. The, f- the wife is fighting. She fucking grabs a pair of scissors and stabs Zep with it. Danny Glover gets there, starts to shoot. And this is one of my favorite moments I think I've ever seen in a movie. He fires like four gunshots and then his clip is empty. And he goes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's so clear, like on the on set, his gun fucked up. But they just kept the take. Oh, my God. Actually, that was one of the trivias that I read was that a lot of these were like rehearsal takes. They just didn't have time or money to to get as many takes as they wanted. And so some of these are straight up like rehearsals. And yeah, that's it what they felt used. like a real flub. It made almost no sense. Hey, that's why you roll on rehearsal, man. That is why. Yeah. Like the sound isn't very good. He just goes like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so then he runs and he tackles Zep and they start fighting. But Zep gets away and starts walking through their house and starts speaking to Mrs. Gordon being like, I'm going to kill your husband now, Mrs. Gordon. And inside the um, bathroom again, Lawrence now gets shocked. He gets the fucking shit shocked out of him and his mouth starts foaming and it's really bad. And then we cut to this. Carrie Elwes getting electrocuted in movies. That they did that torture death machine in Princess Bride that feels like electrocution, but you know, I don't know. That's right. <laughs> do we like what I just contributed? <laughs> no, it makes me want to do like a crossover scene somehow. I think that'd be fun. Where maybe mm-hmm. with the little freaky murdery guy from uh Princess Bride, the like breathy guy in the tree. Okay, yeah, that's a great description. <laughs> a breathy guy in the tree. <laughs> Let's guy. do a mashup. We'll then do a Inigo mashup. Montoya shows up. Um but anyway, now we cut into it's a kind of a jarring cut, but now we get into the worst car chase ever, where it's just two stationary cars in a black space with fog blowing at them. Then, um, whose car is chasing whose car? Danny Glover is chasing Zep, uh, and this is Zep driving back to the location. What we realized is that the like monitoring station was inside Doctor Gordon's house, so now Zep is going back to where he has them in the bathroom. So then Adam uh, or Lawrence wakes up and just goes totally crazy and he goes fuck this shit like an anime character and um <laughs> meanwhile a uh, zep gets into the warehouse um lawrence is trying to saw his chain off the phone is uh the phone starts ringing again because his wife is calling him but he can't reach it now because it's he had like dropped it when he got shocked so he doesn't know what's happening with his wife he doesn't know he's calling him he's trying to saw through this chain um, Zepp and uh, Danny Glover are now in the hallway of the building. They're in a gunfight shooting back and forth. Lawrence is freaking out like, 
totally freaking out. He starts to rip his fucking shirt off. That's how much he's freaking. Adam is like, what the fuck are you doing? What's happening? What are you doing? Why are you going so crazy? And then Adam notices, Adam sees that Lauren starts to tie the shirt around his leg like a fucking tourniquet. No, and he goes, no, 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 no. no. Um, Danny Glover grabs Zepp. They start to fight in this like room outside of the bathroom. Um, he tries to like, they start struggling over the gun. He starts aiming the gun at Zep's chest, but somehow Zep sort of wriggles out of it. The gun is pointing at Danny Glover and they pull the trigger and Danny Glover gets shot and he falls over. Their last hope oh, is fucking no. gone. Um, Lawrence finishes tying the uh, uh, shirt around his leg and starts fucking saw- screaming and starts using the hacksaw to saw his fucking through his ankle. No! And, and he no. saws and saws. I mean... <sighs> <laughs> what does he think? Does he think that after his foot is separated from his body, he'll be able to what jump and save his wife? What does he think that's gonna do? What does he he's gonna think be able to drag himself, drag himself to so his wife? He managed to cut through, screaming. He cuts all the way through his leg. He he fucking finishes his leg. He crawls free, drags himself over to the gun, takes the bullet, puts it in the gun. Adam is going, please, please don't do this. Please, please don't do this. Sorry. I And then uh, Lawrence goes, sorry, I have to. No, he goes, and he, sorry, I have to do it. This is the real Will Ferrell part. It's really he's in really bad shape. He's so pale. So he looks like a ghost already. Um, <laughs> and you see his leg stump like dragging behind him with like a, he didn't cut through his pants, just his leg. So he has very baggy yeah. ankle of his pants. Yeah, and again, I will say it's like it. not as gory as it sounds. We see like the initial cut into the ankle and then it's, it's all, you know, off camera. But it's all off his face. And it's like, it's just on his face as he's screaming and biting the shirt and, and sawing. Mm-hmm. And it's really I mean, very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, you can fill in the blanks with your imagination. You, you more, definitely yeah. can. More than enough. Yeah. So Lawrence pulls up the gun and says, I'm sorry, I have to. And he fucking shoots at him. <laughs> Adam falls over dead. And, shoots him. Done. He's dead. And, and Lawrence turns and goes, I've done it. Now show them to me. <laughs> um, and we cut to them, and they're perfectly fine. Their neighbors are over. <laughs> <laughs> neighbors are over, like, hey, everything's cool. We're taking care of you. Um, then we cut back into the bathroom, and the door opens, and Zep walks in, and looks. He, and he's like wide-eyed, and he looks fucking shocked at what he sees in the room. And Lawrence is very mad at him. And he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. But he's like, you know, what's he going to do? And Zep goes, you're too late. And Lawrence is like, why? And Zep goes, there are rules. And he has the gun pointed at Lawrence. He's going to kill Lawrence. Suddenly, Adam jumps up and grabs Zep, tackles him to the ground, fights him, grabs the lid of the toilet tank and beats his fucking head in. beats Zep's head in with the toilet tank saving Lawrence and it is really intense he's like bleeding he's crying he's screaming he's vulnerable he's so like like really crazy and scared and kills Zep and eventually he's like just pummeling his head and Lawrence like grabs his arm and is like enough 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 and they like hold each other's heads close like forehead to forehead crying and they really connect and they're screaming and crying. And Lawrence is like, it, it'll, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Um, I, I shot you in the shoulder. It's just a shoulder wound. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. We're going to be okay. I promise you. And Adam is crying like, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. I, I need you here. I need you. And um, Lawrence is like, no, I have to go. I have to get help. Otherwise, we're both dead. Like, I have to crawl out of here. 
and he very slowly starts crawling to get help. He's like, you're going to bleed to death if I don't get somebody, or I'm going to bleed to death. I have to go. And Adam's like, please don't, please don't, please don't. And don't leave me. And... I'm very upset. I don't know upsetting. what's going on. It's upsetting. And uh, Lawrence is like, I'll bring somebody back. I promise. I promise. And Lawrence is like, or Adam is like, Lawrence, are we going to be okay? And Lawrence goes, I wouldn't lie to you. And he crawls away. And then we're just Adam in the room. I don't know who to trust. <laughs> now we're just Adam in the room. He's in there with these two dead bodies. The gun, the guy who has always been dead. And Zepp's body. And um, he runs over and checks Zepp's pockets. He's like, the key will be in here. I'll be able to unlock myself with the key. And so he's like checking for all these pockets. He finds something in a pocket. And he pulls it out. And it's a fucking tape recorder. Oh, hell no. And he presses play on it. And it goes, hello, Mr. Hindle. Or as they call you around the hospital, Zepp. I want you to make a choice. No. And we intercut. Like a flashback of him attacking Lawrence's wife and daughter, and it, there's a slow-acting poison in your bloodstream, which only I have the antidote for. Would you murder a mother and child to save yourself? Listen carefully. There are rules. Adam is like, holy fucking <laughs> shit. Um, he's, then in the background, behind Adam, as he's like, what the fuck? Oh my god. In the background behind him, the dead body that's always been there stands up. <gasps> What? <laughs> <No>! <laughs> Stands what? up and takes off what was a prosthetic head wound. <laughs> and that it remains still for so long. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and what we realize on closer look is it has the ugliest uh, soul patch <laughs> I've ever seen. And it is the fucking patient that Lawrence was diagnosing with inoperable brain tumor earlier in the movie and wait he's jigsaw i'm yes so mm -hmm. he's jigsaw <sighs> lawrence not soul patch soul patch no, soul is jigsaw he always wants a front row seat and so he was Whoa. in the room the whole time Whoa! and he turns to adam and he goes key to that chain is in the bathtub and we realized it was the fucking keychain that we saw in the first shot floating down past his face underwater. That went down the drain. And going down the drain. And, Ad and Jigsaw walks out, shuts the door on Adam. Adam screams, no, no, no. <laughs> and we cut to credits as he continues screaming. And that's the end of the movie. Well, and J that Jigsaw did? says, game over. Game over. <laughs> what? Wait, okay, so he just left Adam in the room to die? For, like, just, like, starve to death or mm -hmm, something, I guess? Mm -hmm, and bleed yeah. to death. Or, or to see if he can get out of it on his own. But, yeah, basically the implication is that Adam is, gonna, is just going to die in that room. He lost and the game. what the hell's going to happen to Lawrence? He, I'm sure he's almost already dead. That's so sad. Oh, it's... It's a crazy ending that he was there the whole time. All the clues were there the whole time. They show you his face early mm -hmm. and they show you his face when he's a patient and they just know you're not going to put those things together, mm -hmm. even with that bad soul patch. <laughs> so he's, oh my God. he's pig face, wig face. Um, well, it, 
Pig face, wig face might be Zepp, who has been under his thumb, right? Because he had blackmail on him for that mm-hmm. day. And all the, both the pig face, wig faces happened that night, like the night before. Mm-hmm. So, so, mm-hmm. so Jigsaw, what, like, made, made pig face, wig, no, made Zepp do what he did. Pig face, wig face. Pig face, mm-hmm. wig face. Uh, so that Lawrence would think it was him. The wife and daughter would think it was him. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Danny Glover mm-hmm. would think it was him allowing Jigsaw to walk free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in part, and also it was just part of a series of interlinking game designs that he made to to entertain himself. And is the idea that he's like a sociopathic murderer because of his brain tumor or because he has a brain tumor, he's just like, well, fuck it. His philosophy is like, I am dying. It, this is killing me, and I fucking hate people who are not grateful for being alive. Mm-hmm. Right. People aren't... Very weird way to show it. <laughs> and so his, so all of these games are designed, in his mind, not to get you to die, but to get you to understand just how precious life is. That you would bad, do these terrible things died. to stay alive. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, pretty low survival <laughs> also, like, rate on these Can you imagine? Can you imagine being like, okay, I'm, I have only so much time left to live. I will devise games and murder people and make them <laughs> kill each other. This is what I'm going to do with my remaining time. I, I mean, think it's, it's bad. Psycho. I also think, I think it's, it's bad. Psycho. I think it's psycho. D- it's fucking but, psycho. But that's why this movie is so good. It's like setting aside if you think he's psycho or not like that it was all an elaborate ruse that like twists at twists a whole bunch of times at the very end until we arrive at like he was just in the room the whole fucking time if they had just fucking checked that body's pulse they would have not been in this position like it's so fun it's a great a great twist it's like so well written yeah yeah well also it sounds like the way you were telling it anyway it sounds like it gets very real and emotional at the end and like the the you know you said that they seem very vulnerable with each other mm-hmm. and that also just adds a whole layer of like it really punches you in the gut you know yes. like it's just fucked up it makes it's me wonder so too sad. i feel like he let lawrence leave because lawrence did have that moment of like i had everything and i was so stupid and like Adam didn't have that moment, so that's why Adam has to stay and die. That's a good read. That's a good read. The, the lesson was effective on Lawrence, and it just like it was on Amanda, who he let live. Also, Lawrence did cut through his leg, so yeah, he, he proved how much he wanted to live. Just, to quote Chappie, "I want to live." <laughs> <laughs> Chappie always fucking makes its way into the Chappie podcast. Always from makes here. Um, <laughs> and so I guess I don't know if this is like a spoiler, but is it always Jigsaw for all the rest of the Saw movies? Yes, it's no longer that mechanic, which is partially why they have a hard time making it work the same way as the franchise goes on. But like, mm. so, but like, it, and it becomes more about the elaborate like Rube Goldbergian traps mm. than it does mm-hmm. about the mystery um, at that point. Mm-hmm. And it, right. like, Saw Two, I think is good. Saw Three is good. Um, and then the others get weirder. But I think like on their own merits, Kim, if you're judging them just on their own merits, they're all right. But like. You don't get that twist ever again in that franchise. And again, this is why I think I made the the Joel Jensen horror respondent promise earlier. I feel like mm-hmm. I hope at least that we've established just why it's a mistake to consider this a torture porn movie. It's a twisty mm-hmm. like it's a twisty movie that is about human drama and these characters mm-hmm. like 
learning about each other, betraying each other, lying to each other, and then ultimately coming to like need each other in these vulnerable mm-hmm. moments, like that is not gratuitous and, and, and is not in service of like, a st- like setting up an excuse to torture people. It's mm-hmm. the torture is effective because these are effectively written characters in an effectively written story. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was honestly far less torture and like body horror than I thought there would be. And certainly less than other movies we've covered. So, yeah. I mean, I've never, ever, ever, ever going to see it, nor do I want to know anything about the rest of them because I'm sure they get worse. But like it, you're right. It was it was not as bad as I had led myself to believe. Mm hmm. Makes me scared to do Hostel if Hostel's like so much worse. Than I won't this. watch Hostel. I won't watch. I it. know I've seen it. I don't oh, totally okay. remember, but I definitely think it's much grosser. Yes, I think it's just like too nasty for me, and like it isn't about like it's. I don't want to watch like somebody's skin get ripped off for no reason. Do you know what I mean? Just like for fun, yeah. but for a reason, you'll do it. For a reason, I will rip somebody's skin off. <laughs> That's I a good enough reason. But I, 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 I do think the Saw stuff like gets more elaborate and, and like more hardcore, the like body violence of it as it goes on. Um, but it stays fun, at least for the second, the second one. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Fun. You know what I mean. And, <laughs> you know what I mean. But this movie totally rules. And I, I, I feel like like Lee Wanell and. Uh, James Wan have probably made so much money off of this franchise because they made this movie probably nothing. Yeah. And like it's spun off like eight fucking movies that rake in money. Mm. I mean, come on. They, I'm sure they made so much money. Of course they did. Of course uh, they did. But it's really a good movie. Like it deserves it. It deserves to be celebrated. If you ask me. Yeah. I'm glad that we finally did it. And now it's like a little less scary than it felt. Henley, do you feel better about it now? Now that uh, we've um, crossed this threshold, <laughs> so- I just I can't for some reason. There's something about this movie that makes me feel like I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning in like a dirty bathroom with a chain around my leg. <laughs> sure, <and> like Henley. <laughs> I have. A I figure. just can't get it out of Let's my head. It. The budget, according to a Google mm-hmm. search that I did no fact checking on because that's a TSW podcast guarantee. Mm-hmm. No fact checking. Mm-hmm. Um, budget one point two million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Box oh. office, $103.9 million. Pretty good. Damn. Pretty good. That's just off the first one. Um, I saw that James Wan took a gamble and didn't get paid for it and only had back-end points, which paid off. Very smart. I love James he, Wan. So confident. Um, he's great. Um, but Joel, that was really great. I'm glad... Wow, four respond at earning your title. <laughs> four stars. Four out of four stars? Five, four out of four, four, out of four. stars. Mm-hmm. I was on the edge of my freaking seat the entire time. Great. And I got to say, still not, I'm probably not going to watch it. Um, I am going to go to bed thinking about it, though. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I really. Once we got towards the end, I was like, "Oh, are we going to make this whole movie without any body parts becoming separated?" And I did not get so lucky. No. I did not get we so lucky. You. But okay, everyone, wait, everyone has to say what their favorite favorite part of the movie was. Mine was when Jigsaw <laughs> pressed that big red button on the ground. That was so cute. <laughs> oh, I mine is the moment when the the one we don't see in the movie, which is when the pig face and the wig were purchased <laughs> anyway yeah this is the look <laughs> pig face wig face 
My favorite moment is Danny Glover charging in like a hero, shooting three bullets, and then his gun doesn't work, and he goes, "Fuck." <laughs> My, my favorite what? moment is when Carrie Elwes turns into Will Ferrell and gives a really, really comedic <laughs> performance for the last five minutes of this movie. And I'm going to send he you guys a clip. He goes huge. He goes huge. And he looks like um, uh, he, he has face paint from like a George Romero zombie movie. <laughs> oh. um, I do. I, I would be curious. I, I My hope is that in relating this movie i've at least convinced some of your uh scary heads that they could and would would be interested in watching this movie i would love for them to sound off if they did i believe you made it a guarantee well i did make it a guarantee if just one of you can just hook me up <laughs> <laughs> just send us a dm at least at least someone drop one a person. comment um well mm-hmm. we're in luck because there is definitely uh a voice from this movie there's definitely a voice um there's two voices to choose from the, the obvious one being jigsaw the second one being carrie elwes oh dying at the end and making the craziest voice but let's do jigsaw because it's uh more uh more on more on theme jigsaw is what is like with creepy hello like, what is he? Yeah, so, hello. <laughs> hello, adam. hello adam deep deep hello, adam. deep and scary like deep that and scary <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay. Let the games yeah, begin. Exactly. Okay, well, from from all of us here at Too Scared and Watch. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> I want to live. <laughs> Oh boy, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed Joel's whimsical retelling of Saw, and if you like the podcast in general and would like to support us, the easiest way you can do so is by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts or writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also support us by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash tsdwpodcast. And you can also follow us on social media at tsdwpodcast on Instagram and Twitter. And just want to thank you guys for helping us pick all of our October episodes. Um, And happy freaking Halloween. We love you guys so much and we will see you next week. 